This weekly podcast inspires you to step outside of your comfort zone. My name is Zakir Muhammad, and I'm your host of the Living Legacy Podcast. I am a cancer survivor, brand cultivator, strategist, author, and world traveler. This Living Legacy Podcast features women of purpose sharing stories of resilience. They are single and married. They are artists and entrepreneurs who run businesses and juggle parenthood. If you are ready to hear interviews about professionalism, entrepreneurship, travel, life, and love, you are in the right place. They will share stories of how they overcame adversity while seeing life through a different lens. Let's get into it. Christine Carino. She is the founder of Conscious Thrive LLC, which is established with the belief that when we thrive consciously, we make better choices, which ripple into our family, communities, and to our societies. So she's passionate and intuitive and an empathetic coach committed to empowering people to live a life aligned with who they are and help them live consciously so that they fully thrive. She has eight years of successful corporate experience in recruitment and staffing strategy world, and she's coached professionals throughout their hiring process and advised the top business leaders on staffing strategies. So she lives in New York City as she moved there to transition to become a coach full-time, which uh, she actually got a degree in at NYU. So today we're going to talk about what it's like to create that big impact and leave a legacy in this world. So without further ado, welcome, Christine. Thank you so much for being on the Living Legacy podcast. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for that, Sakura. It's so nice to be here and share this platform and story and share my story. Thank you so much for this opportunity. You're very welcome. Let's talk about your story. I want to get into the nitty gritty of things. Tell me, where did you grow up? So I was born and raised in the Philippines and migrated here 10 years ago, almost 10 years ago. Um, my born day anniversary, my, new, my America anniversary is in November of um, 28 November 28th so it's coming up and it will be celebrating I'll be celebrating my 10 years here which is so exciting um I always consider it to be my reborn transition (laughs) because I really had to start from um from scratch but I grew up in a um, middle class household very conservative too um and we can talk further about the whole the whole experience of growing up being queer um, and very female, you know, in a very patriarchal society society as well. Yeah, let's talk about that. What was it like um, just kind of growing up in New York City? Well, I didn't grow up in New York City. I grew up in the Philippines. So let me rewind. You came here 10 years ago. And so you came here for school. That was the visa that you came on? No, I actually came on um, because my father, so my father had left when I was two years old and he came here to the United States and we got reunited because he petitioned us to come here, petitioned me to come here. So I didn't go here for school. I already finished college when I came here. and I had plans of going to law school back home, but everything just got restarted because, of course, I had to figure out how I'm going to really navigate a new life in America. Um, so we, I moved with my mom to New York 
to um, get reunited with my dad, okay. pretty much. So yeah. how was that? How was that adjustment though? Because New York is a melting pot of all everyone. So how was that for you? It was definitely a challenge. <laughs> so um, early, funny enough, because early early pandemic, I was saying that quarantine was not new to me mm-hmm. because moving here in November of 2010, one of the coldest winter here in New York, we were stuck at home. Like we don't know, because we didn't know where to go. You know, I didn't know how to use the the transit or the subway system. I didn't know where to go. I was so scared of getting lost. And I'm pretty short. (laughs) I'm pretty short. And being surrounded by like really tall people is very, you know, it's just intimidating. So I stayed, I, I think we quarantined quote unquote for also for three months. We didn't go out at all. Um, so that was the whole thing. So t- the transition the transition in itself was challenging for me because again, I started my career as a, a teacher back home and I was thinking of going to law school. But then I moved here and I had to really start from scratch. Um, I remember having four jobs all at the same time. You know, I was a research writer, I was a babysitter, I was a server, all this. I had $100 to my name, pretty much, um, moving out here. And then I started my corporate career as a, as a talent acquisition expert, which I fell in love with, you know, with everything that <laughs> it brought to my life. Um, I, I, I honestly really loved the whole thing, but again, starting from scratch is not, it's not easy. Exactly. It's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not easy. So, uh, let's talk about that transition then from working, uh, to help others with their strategies and their hiring processes to now, uh, doing it for the individuals, you know, and coaches and others. So what was that like? And how did you kind of come to that? What was the aha moment also along that way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Thank you for that question. It was actually, it came when I was already a director for a big search firm. And I was earning good money. Um, I had the status, you know, I know people. I was in a good place, but I felt unfulfilled and unhappy and just stuck. And yes, it's it's a great mission to help people find jobs. It's it's a great work to really help people get to their next level through careers. But being in corporate America and also just the work in itself was no longer as fulfilling for me. I felt like I want to do so much more. I want to impact people's lives in a different, on a dip, deeper level. That was when um, it started for me. Then I did my own transformation work on my own and, and really peeled off a lot of these things that I thought I have, I need to have, or I should be in order to be successful. And the reason why I was so unhappy is because the success was not really mine to begin with. 
So I had to redefine success for me. I had to do like an overhaul of, um, of, of my life and my career. And I got clear, I got very, very clear in the mission that I want, um, that, that I'm going to take on, the impact that I want to leave um, people with and how I want to leave this world with. Those are the things that are actually, that I got clear. Once I did my transformation work, I got clear with that and I just went all in. <laughs> That's exactly how it goes. As soon as you find your purpose, everything just really just flows. Right, exactly. This episode is sponsored by Focus Media Group, founded by Zakira. We focus on the social media of entrepreneurs so they don't have to. We understand the frustration of the ever-changing algorithm. Let us help you with your Instagram growth, business strategy, or branding services. Visit FocusMediaGroup.com to learn more. That's Focus with a P-H. P-H-O-C-U-S-E-D MediaGroup.com. Now, what were some tips and tools or maybe even resources, tangible things that we can kind of mention uh, that really helped you along the way? Tangible is looking within, not outside. Um, I say, I've said this before, that purpose lies within us, not outside of us. And a lot of coaches I know or coaches, consultants, or even thought leaders out there have been saying, go out and discover your passion. But the work of living life on purpose or in purpose is really the work of uncovering not discovery because you have to go deep you have to peel off all these things that you thought you should have things that you should do to see your true self out of the muck and that's in creating purpose from that you know and seeing your real you so that's one um to the the, um, purpose lies within us not outside of us it's a work of uncovering. <laughs> Number two, absolutely community. Um, community has been really what expanded me to creating the life that I want. It's knowing who my 911 people are and the people who are committed to my success. Right? And you have to categorize that too. It's like, who are my 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 the people who care about my well-being and who can I go for go to and who are the people that I can ask for stuff um, when when it comes to taking me to the next level and being specific on that um, and the work of vulnerability vulnerability I say is a superpower um, that's our superpower but as by POC and LGBTQ we actually have to heal and redefine vulnerability for us because traditionally and historically, vulnerability has been has been our label. Like you're vulnerable if you're a woman or a woman of color or an LGBTQ because either you're weak, you're poor, you're you need saving, right? Um, but vulnerability is what we and is how we can get to the next level. Um, it's where courage lives, you know, as what Brene Brown said, um, the 
greatest measure of courage is um, vulnerability. It's your ability to be vulnerable. So the moment that you heal and redefine what vulnerability means to you and take that as courage and strength and really through the whole process of um, creating that in your life and living that, it's only going to help you expand. You know, it will allow you to unconditionally um, give without resentment, right? But also giving to yourself before anyone else. That's important too. I, I say if you're on a lifeboat, you can only go so far on your own, but so much further with other people. But there's no way that they can hop on the boat without you asking, <laughs> right? And asking is is a, is vulnerability. Asking for something is exposing yourself out there. Um, so yeah, vulnerability is a superpower. Um, so much. <laughs> what so else was, I love those. I love those tips. Like those, I think you named off of three and a half. <laughs> you named about three and a half tips, and those were great tips. Um, I definitely felt like you were definitely speaking to me. Definitely speaking to the Living Legacy listeners, and I know they have a lot of. They were if they were not jotting notes down, they definitely would be now. <laughs> and so that was a great quote. And so how do you feel about the quote? Um, also, since you mentioned the boat reference about you can only have so many people on your boat before it weighs you down. Mm, mm. Well, that's really the work of being first of all, knowing who you are is very important. Knowing who you are is very important. Once you know who you are you will know the people you want in your life. The people you want to treasure, you want to stay on this whole journey with, and it's okay. It's absolutely okay to create boundaries with people that really do not give to you or contribute to you. But again, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're completely cutting them off, but you're giving unconditionally. It, it doesn't necessarily mean that you, you're, you're, going to ask from them right it's like they can still be in your life but now you've created a boundary of how they give to you you can give to them right and choose that for you and create that for you but you just have that boundary on how they give to you but you get to decide if they hop on the boat or be on this journey with you right Mm -hmm. And I also say we're all in agreements. That's the work that I do. Looking at every single person, even yourself, you're in agreement with yourself. You're in agreement with the people that you choose in your life, even the people that you work with. You, you're in agreement with your work. Look to see how you want to be in agreement with the people in your life. Get clear on that because that's when you know that the boat is always going to be enough for the people who should be in your life. That's Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yep, I agree 100%. The older you get, the more discernment you have anyways, as far as you know. Exactly. So actually, I want to jump into one thing. Um, I actually saw this briefly on your Instagram, but you talked about... Um, it's part of your journey to self-love in a way of first 
uh, almost comparison yourself to your sister. Do you want to talk about what that was like to kind of comparing your out, the outer self? Yeah, to- yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so growing up in the Philippines, culturally, it's very, um, it was colonized by Spain and also America. And the Eurocentric beauty is the standard of beauty. And my sister is lighter skinned than I am. So growing up, it was, I, I was compared to her. And just hearing them say that she's prettier, even though they don't say it to my face that you're, you're ugly or um, you're not pretty, that's how I interpreted it as a child, right? Because no one really say, would say otherwise. And I didn't receive that. So yeah, growing up for me was, was that, and the journey to self-love was really looking at myself in the mirror and saying, I love every part of you. Your color is beautiful. It glistens under the sun. Um, it's gold. It's, it's beautiful. It's just that. And reclaiming that for myself, because I, I say the only way that you can create your own path is when you reclaim these painful memories to be yours. It was the same thing for me being sent to conversion therapy too, you know, as a, as a, as a queer person in a very conservative society, right? I was sent to conversion therapy, but that painful memory, I reclaimed it to doing the work that I do now, you know, and, and literally going internationally, I went to Greece and to the Philippines to do empowerment workshop for LGBTQ folks. And that had to be purpose because you create purpose from pain, create purpose from your lived experience. And that's really what it is. I love that. Yeah, definitely. And um, thank you for sharing your story. (laughs) Thank you for being here, overcoming that bit of adversity because we wouldn't be able to have you here on a living legacy podcast if not. (laughs) thank you so much i appreciate that now we are coming to the end of the episode and this is something that i love to do um for fun and so i have two fun questions for you ready okay (laughs) i'm ready (laughs) first one is when this is all over where do you want to travel to first Ooh. um so i've been really dying to do a latin america um backpack so the first backpacking yes um the first is argentina (laughs) definitely um because i really just want to be surrounded by like amazing scenery the culture um so yes argentina (laughs) I i love that and number two um if you were to die tomorrow what would you want your legacy to be that I, I, I did the work to be free, and it was worth it, and, and for people to also be free. To wrap things up, where can we find uh, your Instagram, anywhere else on social, and what is your, do you have a little gift or surprise for the Living Legacy podcast listeners? Yes. So socials, um, social handle at Conscious Thrive. Um, I'm on Instagram. 
and I'm very active on LinkedIn. So if any of your listeners are also active on LinkedIn, please find me at C-C-A-R-N-O um, or Christine Carino. You'll, you'll just see my face. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> and you'll know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and freebie. So I have a free vision meditation um, for the listeners. This is definitely um, a walk. It's not a walk to the park, though it could be. Um, but it's on my thinkific, uh, on my website. Um, it's www.consciousthrive.thinkific.com. And it's on the vision of meditation. Oh, and also, I am actually launching a group coaching program that is starting very, very soon. It is a, um, a five-week program for women of color and LGBTQ plus leaders um, to be confident and at ease in leading authentically and audaciously in the workplace because it's so, so needed. It's so, so needed that we, um, first of all, to learn who we truly are and the value that we provide in the spaces that we occupy. And also, it's important that we advocate for ourselves. Because the GEI people, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the work, but you know, the, this diversity, inclusion, and equity work that these consultants and practitioners are doing on the corporate end is not going to be as useful if we ourselves are not courageous enough to take on space and ask for our worth to get that promotion, ask for that money, right? And, and even to just lead however we can. So. I love that. It's definitely going to be uh, worthwhile because I know that there are definitely listeners who are entrepreneurs and those who are not entrepreneurs who also want to prefer to level up in their career field. So that's going to be great. And I can't wait to list that, list that link in the show notes. So. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, thank you, Christine, Karina. Thank you for being here. And we look forward to continuing the conversation. Thank you so much, Akira. It's so, so appreciated and such a pleasure to be here. Thank you for listening to the Living Legacy Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, follow, and download so you don't miss the next episode. If you want to learn more, you can visit ZakiraNayar.com. That's Z A A K I R. A-H-N-A-Y-Y-A-R.com. Do you have any suggestions on a topic you want to be talked about? Send me an email or leave them in a review. If you love this episode, be sure to share it with your friends.